Hi, I'm Emma. And I am Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of? It's the podcast where two best friends, us, finally hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations that we keep giving each other. This week it is my pick, and I am going into the archives of before we start airing videos, and we're going to talk again for you the first time. But again, for us, we're going to be talking about the 2016 show Dirty 30. Yes, so I have heard of this movie, and I have heard of this movie, which I just said. <laughs> Hold on, I'm having some struggles today. Language is a difficult thing sometimes. Mm, but nice. yes, I have heard of this movie. I have technically seen this movie before, but it was two and a half-ish years ago. And yes. I hadn't heard of it before then. And also, my brain re- Chained absolutely nothing that happened in it so it was like i was watching this for the first time again i will confess granted the first time we watched this was february 25th 2019 so it's been a hot second it's been a while this movie has become significantly more relevant to my life in the time (laughs) since then yes yes very true but before we get to that emma do you have a spotlight Yes, I do. Um, it's going to start out a bit negative, and it's that I don't enjoy stand-up comedy. Okay. <laughs> I don't enjoy going to see stand-up comedy. I don't like the unknown. I don't like going to see improv groups. I feel like I've definitely talked about this before. Um, but I don't even really watch stand-up specials. I can think of three stand-up specials that I've watched in my life, but I've learned that a little hack for my brain is mm. to watch media about stand-up comedy so that I can participate in stand-up comedy discussions. So I've been watching Hacks on HBO, which okay. is a television series about a famous woman in her mid to late 60s who's a stand-up comedian, Deborah Vance, and how she ends up hiring and mentoring a writer in her early 20s as a, as a co-writer, basically, to help her punch up her Vegas residency routine. And it's about their relationship and as women in comedy. And then I've been really enjoying it. Jean Smart is the famous, iconic comic, uh, and she's wonderful. I've also been watching the I say watching because I started watching it before Jenny and I spoke this evening and haven't finished it yet. But I also started Bo Burnham's new, I guess, technically stand-up special. But he's not standing for most of it. He's sitting. And I realize that standing isn't a literal <laughs> requirement for comedy. But it does feel very removed from a traditional stand-up special. So mm. I feel like it is a good middle ground for my brain. And I'm really enjoying Bo Burnham's inside as well. A lot of people have been talking about it. I don't think I am unique in shouting out this or Hacks but I've been enjoying both of them. Oh, that's exciting. I know. I mm-hmm. find it's always hard to find stand-up comics that fit your style of comedy, like for anyone, like people. Can I say, my, things, co- but... my comedy specifically or just comedy in general? Just comedy in general. Because <laughs> like for me, I used to not like it. And then I found a couple like John Mulaney. I've watched all of his stuff. I've only, and see, I love John Mulaney too. I've only ever seen New in Town. I haven't watched any of his other specials. What? I haven't seen any of them. I haven't even seen the uh, the one he did with the kids a couple years ago. I can't remember what it's called. It shows how out of the bed I am. Sack Bunch? The sack sack lunch, lunch, lunch Bunch. There you yes, go. Yes, <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, maybe, maybe a brain, anywho, John Mulaney is really good. But yeah, I agree, like. There's a certain amount of comedy that, like, when people are like, this is so great, I watch it, and it's like, I don't find it funny, and then I feel bad, and I know, like, I've done things on stage before, and if I don't laugh, I'm like, this is awkward, I'm so sorry. <laughs> exactly, and so I just don't like handling that unknown. I like unknown, mm. spontaneous things in other degrees of my life. I feel like I can't see Jenny today. We're doing audio only. So I feel like she's shaking her head and she's saying, Emma, you were not a spontaneous person. But in theory, I could be. In theory. In yes. theory. Yeah. I'm um, glad you were able to find some things that you enjoyed, though. Yes. If we're talking about comedy and other things that I don't really usually watch i would say youtubers also the bo barnum connection that's a better connection okay let's Mm. segue into the movie yes okay so dirty 30 dirty 30 is one of my like probably top 10 favorite movies i think oh wow i didn't know that 
Yeah, please don't get me to list the top 10 because we'll be here for over an hour me trying to decide. But 10 is um, a really long list, too. It is. Well, <laughs> I think it's because I haven't watched it as much recently because this used to be my fairy movie. So I would go and visit my sister who lived on the mainland and my go-to movie and also the only movie downloaded on my iPad was Dirty 30. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the perfect length for the fairy. I would sit down and I would watch it both ways. So there and back. And it always just brought me so much joy and comfort. And Emma mentioned like YouTubers. And so the, the three main cast members are all, all from like classic YouTube era, which is like Grace Helbig, Mamrie Hart, and Hannah Hart. And I know like YouTube has kind of evolved and changed. And when I think classic YouTube, I think 2008 to 2012, like that's around the, the time that they started doing YouTube and when a YouTuber was a thing. But I think they've gone. Content Beyond creators have changed that? completely now. Like the way people yeah. look at YouTube, and I don't even know what the YouTube culture is like now because so much of it is transferred to Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. And so, are there still people who are doing vlogs? Are vlogs yes. still a thing? Yeah. So, like when we were planning to go on our Disney trip, like all I watched was Disney vloggers. Oh, yeah. And that I was guess. like, I feel like their job. I feel like there are less people who are, oh, actually, this is, this is probably completely wrong. I feel like there's less people who are just like slice of life. Here's my day. And do you do have to find more of your niche? But I feel like that's not true. Like you do have to find your twist that makes you stand out from other people. But I think there are definitely still influencers and content creators who do just be like, here's a day in the life. Here's everything that I, here's my morning Mm -hmm. routine. So. And I think like, even though there's so many streaming services nowadays, like that wasn't a thing before. And YouTube was Mm -hmm. such a cultural turning point of like you can create all free. It's your thing yeah you can create exactly. it and it's all free oh right and i have always been a huge fan of youtube i think even with all the streaming services now youtube is probably my main source of content because i like i'm a huge fan of like good mythical morning and also all the bts compilation videos or stuff like that's just <laughs> my go-to place for entertainment or like I have a question for you. Which is a cooking channel. Hmm? How do you find YouTube content? Do you go to, like, do you find a rec list? Do you go in, like, your recommended bar? Do you ever just go to the YouTube homepage and click on videos and see what happens? Well, that's pretty much what I do all the time. I go to the YouTube homepage, but because I've been watching YouTube, like, since middle school, like, I am subscribed really to curated. so many things. The it's, algorithm yeah. knows you. The algorithm knows me. <laughs> and so it just spits out everything. And I'm like, yes, yes, I want that. And it's such a fun space. Again, like I'm wouldn't, I don't really know how the space is now because all the things I watch, I've been watching for over 10 years. When I looked up, like when these three started YouTube, it was like 2008 and then 2011 I believe and in my mind I was like oh that wasn't that long ago and I'm like Jenny it's 2011 and I was like oh <laughs> no <laughs> no 2021 did I just say 2011 I don't know what I said Anywho, it's 2021 but it was yeah. 2011 it was it was at some point and <laughs> for some reason in my mind I think oh like YouTube is like middle school high school but like the main YouTube stuff was like throughout university and like Dan and Phil and like all like I it was a way to connect that was so new and niche and that is kind of where they gained a following and mm-hmm. this movie kind of goes beyond and not that does it kind of go it goes beyond YouTube both um oh no all three of them have they do some YouTube channels and stuff too but they also make movies they all have podcasts so Mamrian Grace have a podcast called This Might Get Weird, and Hannah has a podcast with her best friend, also named Hannah, called Hanalyze This, which is about like mental health <laughs> and stuff. And it's so, it's so fun and great. And they so just many are... Hannahs and so many hearts. <laughs> yeah, Hannah and Mamrie, no relation. They just have the same last name. And I 
the reason why I wanted to bring this forward is what we watched last week and about that friendship dynamic. And I think this trio, which is called the Holy Trinity of YouTube, which I agree with, um, you cannot fake this chemistry on screen. And they just have so much history and fun together and... Like, they all have, like, their own relationships off-screen and then on-screen. And I just love friends that hang out I really together. like it because they are people who've known each other th- since high school, like their characters in this movie. But like you said, that familiarity and that history is still there. Yes. Exactly. And this is the second movie that they did as a trio the first one was camp dakota which i have also seen and i will say that going into this i was like i remember dirty 30 pretty well i remember the general concept of this film and then it started and i was like oh no emma you completely remember the other movie that you've also seen this has nothing to do with it there is no camp involved there is no ya publishing plot line i did not remember enough of it that is okay. That is okay. Yeah, you, um, again, like I've watched this movie so many times, I can pretty much quote it as I watch it the whole time, which makes a fun person to sit beside me in the fairy. Um, and another fun thing with this film is that there is a lot of cameos from other YouTubers, and it kind of reminds me of like when we watch Eurovision, you're like, look at all the people. I'm like, I, I don't recognize anyone, but I can tell they're having fun, and I realize this should be a cameo. And so I get it. And, but if you know who they are, it's even more exciting, which is fun. Like, um, Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning are in it. They're like the stoner guys. And that role is actually supposed oh. to be one person. And then they just made it two people because it's Rhett and Link. That is so funny. Is, I had no idea yeah. who they were. This is, this is a recurring uh, <laughs> theme for me watching this movie is that every time they introduce a new character, I think that's probably a YouTuber. And it probably <laughs> is. But I don't know who that YouTuber yeah. is. And but okay, but you know you know who Flula is. Yes, I do know who Flula is, but I feel like that's I'm a fake Flula fan because I do only know <laughs> Flula through Pitch Perfect and through his upcoming performance in Suicide Squad. Yes. Oh my God! Right? It's so bizarre. Um, I do think he's yeah. also one of the funniest parts of this movie. As soon as he <laughs> appeared on screen, I was like, "Wait, Jenny's gonna call me out because when we did record our test episode." two and a half years ago i was like by the way fula is the funniest part about this movie and i i stand true to that statement (laughs) oh it's he he's quite a treat um and they also what really made me excited about this movie when it was coming out is that they would release like i don't know if it was weekly vlogs but they'd be like behind the scenes on the set of dirty 30 and you know i'm a sucker for a good special feature and this was free And I could just see them film stuff. They're like, yeah, this guy is like my friend from like way back when we did improv together. And they were talking about how filming this was so exciting because when in Hollywood can just be like, hey, I'm like, who are your talented friends that you want to be in this? Unless you're like super, super famous and have all the money, you can cast your own friends. Like this is more of like a community together. It's got a real like Judy Garland, let's do a show in a barn kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. So what were your first couple impressions? Because I realize I've talked a lot. What are your first couple impressions of the film? Of the film, before we go of the film, I am going to do a little part behind the kimono because I feel like I'm doing my smooth radio DJ voice a lot this episode. And it's because um, I've been having some audio struggles where my mic settings are exactly the same as they always are. And for some reason, it thinks that I'm the loudest person in the world. So I've <laughs> I mean, got like, I am, <laughs> but I've also, my eyes are officially like working in two different directions. One is looking at my mic. The other is looking at my laptop screen, watching my audio levels. And sometimes it'll be fine. And then sometimes it'll think I get really loud. So I apologize in advance for whatever is happening with my voice right now, because I just get in a flow. <laughs> And I can feel it. And I love Jenny and I respect her time. And I don't want her to have to spend hours decrunchifying my voice later. I also, also again, shout out to DJ for fixing it last time. Thank Thank you, you, DJ. Hi, DJ. Okay. (coughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. 
overall for the movie though had a really good time um it was both sillier than i remembered and then (laughs) so thoughtful and not not that i thought it was going to be this vapid empty film but i just in my head you're watching it and you can kind of predict what you think is going to happen so she the Mm. main character kate is an orthodontist assistant but she wants to be an orthodontist and the thing that's Mm. always held her up is she's never been able to pull out a tooth and so in my brain i was like oh She's going to pull out a tooth at some point at this party that the movie is based around. And then at the end, she'll be an orthodontist. And spoiler alarm, that only half of that happens. And it happens in ways you do not expect with a result (laughs) you do not expect. And like you think this movie is going one way and it is actually telling you something completely different that I think really fits with movies like Romeo and Michelle and with Barb and Star that we've been talking about, about finding this balance of changing for the better and being happy with who you are. Yeah, it's a coming of age movie it for is. someone and turning 30. I, exactly. We always do an activity at the end of the episode. If you're listening, you probably know that. I hope you do. I hope this means you're listening to the end of the episodes every time. <laughs> um, but Jenny was like, oh, one of my activity ideas is that we could write, write to ourselves when we're 30 and then the follow-up text of that's only in two years that's not actually that interesting (laughs) yeah exactly and I'm like uh I mean that's not that far away I mean I feel like we can make more attainable goals (laughs) because it's only two years away but I know one of my friends actually the week before we even mentioned bringing this to the podcast uh did find that one of my friends found this website where you can write letters to yourself and instead of having to keep track of a physical letter, it will just email it to you at a certain date. Um, ah. You can also, but other people can make letters to themselves public as well. So you can go and read other letters. So actually one of my friends was like, we need to write a letter to ourselves in five years. And we've like set a date to write these letters. Although I will admit that I also keep postponing the date because I have no idea what I want to say to myself in five years. <laughs> well, d- did you ever have to do that in like high school or middle school? Yes. In high school, we had to write letters to ourselves in grade nine. And then you get them in your like last month of high school in grade 12. Mm. And my grade nine letter, quite frankly, bummed me the hell out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because a lot of it was like someone who was like very anxious. And I was definitely remember being 14 and writing this letter and like, I'm going to act like I'm not anxious in this letter. I'm going to act super confident. And by the time I read this letter, I will be super confident. And if I read the letter and I was like, wow, you were just stone cold lying. Oh, no. <laughs> it all oh, worked out. bless your little heart. I, I don't oh, remember specifics, but, like, I remember me when I was that age. And, mm-hmm. like, I know we've said this before, but if little Jenny looked at Jenny now, she would be like, what are you? What? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, little Jenny would say fuck for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be, she'd go, what the hey? That's what she would say. I mean, yes. I do still say that, but it's you gotta have again the reason. I re- realize we haven't said why the whole a lot. The whole premise of it is that Kate, who's played by Mamrie Hart, gets a letter from high school from her thirty old um, to her thirty old self, telling her like, oh, when you're thirty, you're going to have a great guy. You're going to be an orthodontist. You're um, like, you're going to have so kids, or at least a, a bun in the to- oven. Yeah, and it's going to have a wild ass party and all these stuff. And she's like, wow, I didn't achieve all these things. And I think, like, for myself, for my own, like, self journey, it's, I feel like I would feel the same. Like, if this, if I, when I watched this a while, I was like, man, yeah, I wish all these things too. And now I'm at a point in my life when I'm like, I'm, I'm what she is at the end of the movie. And I'm like, this is my life. I like, my life this is just what i'm doing little me did not have all the information little me is not who i am today and that is okay you owe nothing to that child except for acceptance of that's who you were and that is exactly you can planning for the future is important and good to do but also you can't keep planning for the future because the future is never going to get here the future is always going to be the future so you need to just plan for who you are exactly Does that makes sense i feel like change. a fake motivational speecher, speecher. <laughs> especially with your like low radio voice right now <laughs> i think that was negated word. by me saying speecher instead of speaker no one will hire me <laughs> it's okay yeah and it also 
is like special again as like both me and Emma are almost 30. And I'm personally I, very excited for my 30s. I think they're going to be a really banging time. I think I'm going to hit my peak at 34. Yes. I was like, was that you who said that? <laughs> it yes. was you. I have nothing to back why this do you up. Think? I just, I have nothing to back this up. I just think 34 is like a good time. I'll be mid 30s, but early mid 30s. So I won't have time to have a crisis about being in my 40s yet. I'll just be vibing and hopefully right? have a good job. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're like content and enjoying life and like I earlier this year I moved and I was like oh, I don't know if I should put up this stuff here like should I put up all these like BTS photos should I like put this here and now I'm like you know what screw that I, I need to be authentically who I am and just like be that and I'm so excited for you Thanks. I am on the eve of moving. Tomorrow I will move yes. into a new apartment. And then a month Ooh. from now I'll move into another new apartment for reasons we don't need to discuss here. But just heads up, <laughs> some some big changes are coming and it might get a little chaotic yeah. in the next month and a half of the pod. But I know I was I was going through all of my things, including all my little action figures. And I'm very proud of all of them and cannot wait to get a new shelf to display them all on. I love having all of my little things. Well, that's the thing. Like, if it brings you joy, and those are my my thing. If something brings you joy, then, and it's not harming anyone, 100% (laughs) own it. Yes. You know? We have been talking for about 20 minutes. Do you want to get into more actually talking about the movie? Yes, I guess we should actually talk about the movie. (laughs) Okay. So, fun fact, Mamrie Hart was a co-writer of the script. Cool. Which is fun. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so this movie revolves around three friends. Um, Evie, played by Grace Helbig, who is in A Marriage She Hates. The total dirtbag. Dirt squirrel. Total dirtbag. man. She's married to a guy named Todd, and his rich parents are wanting her to get pregnant and don't take her job seriously as, like, a party planner and, like, a social, what is it called? Like a social planner? Um, social party media planner? coordinator, party planner. Yeah. And which ironically, which I find really funny during the film, she is trying to, she's got hired to raise money for an alpaca with alopecia. And the alpaca's mascot's name is Elliot. And I find that really funny because Grace is now engaged to a man named Elliot. <laughs> She was not dating him at the time of this movie, so I find it very funny. The prophecy was foretold. The prophecy. So that's her, her. And so that's kind of her story. I also, like, before I go to the other ones, I feel like they balance the storylines, like, very well in this film. They really do. I feel like Hannah gets the least amount of time. Yes. But we can talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Um, So we have, that is Grace. And then, so Hannah, as you just mentioned, um, Hannah plays Charlie. And Charlie is, um, creates like graphic t-shirts and prints and they're all very movie jobs. Like I don't know anyone in real life who is a party planner or who makes custom graphic design t-shirts, but yeah, they're all jobs that do exist. They're all jobs that have to be done by somebody. So why not these fictional characters? Exactly. Exactly. And um, she, at the same time, she has recently proposed to her girlfriend and they're trying to keep it secret. And also at the same time, there is, um, a boy from high school who, um, is trying to be all like buff because he's all cool in high school. And he's like, oh, I'm so strong. She's like, no, I'm strong. And they compete the entire time. And there's a twist at the end. But anywho, she, they're Jenny, competing. Jenny, I just had a nightmare realization. What? My low radio voice that I keep doing right now, which now I need to shake out, um, is just, what is the football player's name? I should have written this down. Brad. He see if he feels organically like a Brad. Um, but every time he oh. sees a girl he knew in high school, he says, hey, girl, looking good. You haven't changed a bit since high school. And that's what I sound like right now. <laughs> you do. You do. Also, okay, all weekend, because I got to see my family for the first time in forever, I kept going, hell yeah. And that's what he said, too, in that tone. <laughs> 
And my sister's like, what the hell are you saying? And I kept, anytime someone would say something, you're like, hell yeah. You <laughs> oh, haven't changed God. a bit since high school. Yeah. Oh, so fun. Um, <laughs> so that's that plot. And then there's um, Kate, who's played by Mamrie Hart. And she is, like we said in the beginning, orthodontist assistant. It's her birthday. And she gets a letter and she gets kind of pissed. She's like, you know what? Throw that birthday party. She has a horrible date with one of my favorite characters. Raven. <laughs> the Raven. Raven. That's oh, like the dark so... version of my radio voice. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Please. The audio waves on that look gnarly as hell. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like, he's like, on, on the weekends I go goth. She's like, what? On the weekends I go goth? Oh, people still go goth. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it's like, and it's just how she says, like, Raven. That's slow as I can go. <laughs> like, she tries her best. You, my lady. Very good. Um, on the weekends I go goth. I'm sorry? On the weekends, I go goth. 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 Goth? I go goth. People still go goth. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I host a rave in my mom's basement like every second Saturday. Full goth. Full goth. Yeah. Um, I know that Richard may seem to be milquetoast and boring and plain, but on the weekends, he hatches into raven. 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 Raven? A little more roundness to it. Should feel like raven. Raven. A little bit more bass. That's as low as I can go. I do have to say that Raven is yeah. a Tinder date or a dating app date. And I have to say, not to shame Kate, but Kate needs to do a better job of screening her online dates because she even yeah. says your profile had a picture of Nathan Fillion. Kate, did you think you were meeting Nathan Fillion on Tinder? Kate, you need to do a better job of screening. Well, She's like, you look different. She, he's like, yeah, that was Nathan Fillion. She's like, oh, and I love when, like, near the end, like, clearly she doesn't know enough about Nathan Fillion to recognize him in a photo, but enough when he's like, you've got another date. And she's like, no, you asked me. He's like, I think what Nathan Fillion would do. And she's like, no, I think he's a, he seems like a really nice guy. I feel like he wouldn't just say that. He does seem like a nice guy. I hope yeah. he is. <laughs> and so this party, like, Evie gets out of going to the mountains with her husband's family because like, like a emotion thing. Such a privileged white person oh. thing. And but before I move on from Raven, one of my favorite things is just like, and then I do like did like I play Dungeons and Dragons ad and she's like drinking dominoes. And I'm like, how do you play that? I'm intrigued with dominoes. I, how? Oh, I just assumed he meant Domino's pizza. <gasps> See, that makes more sense. I don't to know why I, I automatically like, thought of Domino's the game. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Crabsolutely. Absolutely. And so they throw a 30th birthday party and invite a bunch of people and a bunch of people from their high school and the glory days, which, okay, it's not the glory days, but the glory days of high school. I do appreciate the impulse to meet people you didn't like in high school and show them how well you're doing. But, mm. oh, God, would not. And we've talked about this before, too. Would not invite anyone from high school to a party. I feel like no. it would either be like a passing nod on the street. Hi, hello, I remember you. Or just blank oblivion. That would be preferable. <laughs> it's... So interesting when they have all like the stereotypes of not only the stereotypes of high school people, but stereotypes of people at a party and they captured it it perfectly. It is fun to see those like high school stereotypes as shown by people who are in their early thirties, late twenties of these people of, I think it is interesting too, of like, Oh wait, we all knew each other in high school and how you do regress back to that mode a little bit too. Yes, and they, like, hate Ashley Driscoll. Like, grudges last, man. They last forever. They do. They last. I have a cold fire burning in my heart. It's For someone. And, <laughs> for, yeah, we're not, we're not gonna name drop on the podcast, but That after. seems unnecessarily cruel. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they have, like, the person who, like, had a bunch of kids right out of high school, and they're just there to get the photos, um, also just people... there to have a good night out go mom you go girl yes exactly and also yes. Kate at one point says you go girl in this movie and her friends make fun of her for it and she says you go girl is timeless she is correct I I agree with her I 100% agree with her on that for sure 
Um, also, throughout this entire film, there's also another subplot that is adorable. <gasps> Are you talking about the young teens? Yeah. The young teens. The young, the teen. young lad Oliver. He has such like Disney Channel looks. He has such an Angus McDonald-like quality about him. <gasps> oh my god, he does. He does. Oh, so also, if you need to see the passage of time, it's that the hip teenagers in this movie still use Facebook and watch Pretty Little Liars. Yes. And you can tell it's age because they show like the Facebook browser. And I'm like, that's not what Messenger looks like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that looks different now. Um, and so he also just happens to be the neighbor that picks up mail when Evie's parent, um, parent-in-laws? No. In-laws are Not step-parents. In-laws. Not step-parents. Yes. Not step-parents. <laughs> when their in-laws are out of town and also just happens to be Raven's brother. And I think they do the best shots. Like, Raven has the best um, cutscene shots. It's not even cutscenes. Just, like, there's one scene and then someone moves out of the way and all of a sudden you just see him and the music drops and he's in full cough. And it's such good timing and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, if we're talking about favorite people at the party, then I need to talk about Flula now, because yes, Flula okay, go is ahead. the world's worst party DJ, where he's playing only German house music, and this woman walks up to him and is like, do you have Beyonce? Do you have Rihanna? Do you have the Baja men? And it's just, no, no. Who let the dogs out? Also no. And it is one of the funniest things that I have witnessed of this is woman's abject disappointment where like she it's like when you keep going to the fridge when you want a snack and you look in the fridge and there's nothing there and you look in the fridge and there's nothing there and you look in the fridge and you're like, maybe I will just eat this almond butter because that's all I've got right now. And so she's like, Beyonce, Rihanna, Bahaman? No, there's nothing for her there. I all two things. Okay. One. That girl reminds me of me of how like i want like if i want to go dancing but i also want to control the playlist so i can't go out so i want someone to just know my playlist and what i want to listen to and dance to it second <laughs> the line that flula says he's like oh yeah who let the dogs out yeah no i keep the dogs in the kennel and then i play beats or he says something along those lines and it <laughs> makes me laugh oh my god you Rihanna? no No, no, no. I hold him in the candle and then I play beats. This show has a lot of like really good one-liners that don't seem fake, if that makes sense. Like these are things that I feel like the person would say. Like um, Kate's um, boss, who is like the orthodontist. Is she a YouTuber or is she just an actor? She's just an actor. A lot of the, most of the cast, except for the main three and like Flula, everyone else is just actors. Like, well, okay, let me rephrase that because Grace, Baby, and Hania are also actors. Um, But they didn't like, they don't frequently go on YouTube or that's not where they got their following from. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yes. Um, And so... When she's like, like someone needs to hold like some professionalism here. And she's like, what? She's like, you got panties in your pocket. She's like, well, it's just this bare pair of panties. It's fine. And then also she's like, these aren't mine. <laughs> and it's just like the moment of realization. Like, oh shit. Oh no. Like the acting is very fun. And the one-liners are great. Like it's a fun movie. And I think that they have a good sense of Again, like, balance of the storylines. Like, I never get tired of where we're looking. Each and... character gets a really strong emotional arc. Like, we've been, we have not yes. had really a strong emotional arc in this episode because we've been all over the place and we're just talking about individual performances we really like. But yeah, so the premise of this movie is that this woman, Kate, is feeling very stuck in life. Evie throws her a party and it's just one of those one crazy night movies where everything is yeah. happening. Everyone's, it really captures the, uh, like the mood at a party where you've got your core people that you are going to spend a lot of time with and you will always gravitate back to if you're trapped in a corner you can like flag them down and then <laughs> get escape make your escape but it also balances ba- balances and bounces really well from place to place of like when you're at a party where you do like most of the people you want to talk to everyone and you're moving from room to room and you hear mm. something going on you want to go check it out and it just 
I think, Jen, you were just saying how it captures really well the one-liners. And I think it's partially because, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it's a cast of friends where they know each other and they know each other's mm. style and they're all performers. And so they were able to just really organically incorporate everyone's real personalities and it makes everyone's performances stronger because I know that like Grace and Mamrie and Hannah aren't exactly like their characters, but there's just that kernel of their own personalities that they're able to bring into it that I really like. I find like Mamrie Hart so talented that like her hair is so shiny. This is nothing to do with her performance, but her hair is so shiny. Oh, so good. And I don't see her as Mamrie Hart in this role. Like, I see her as Kate. Like, her, the little things she does with her facial expressions or the little one-liners here or there, like, her acting ability is so... She's um, got such a good screwball quality. She would have been a total star in the 30s. Oh. Yes. Um, And I also am really pleased, too, because like I said, I had confused this and Camp Dakota because I've technically seen both of those films. But we could also do Camp Dakota on the pod sometimes because I don't remember a lot of it. Um, (laughs) But in that one, uh, the main character is played by Grace Helbig. So I was expecting Grace in the lead. So it was a really pleasant surprise for me to see Mamrie because she is very funny and very charming. And she's got these big expressive eyes and this big wide smile. And it's just... All of her her little yeah. quirks and character traits work so well. And I think, like, even in Camp Dakota, like, I, I'm just such a huge fan of Mamie Hart. And I think it could also be because she reminds me of my sister. Just, like, <gasps> and that. And I didn't see like, that. Right? Like, not even just personality, but that she kind of looks like my sister. And every, like, I listen to I Grace and Mamie's too. podcast. Hmm? I see that too, the physical resemblance to your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I also listened to Grace and Mamrie's podcast. And like, that is like one aspect of their lives and they're like authentic and together and great. And then when you see this film, like they still have such a close relationship in the film, but it's like a different dynamic. And I like that. And yeah, it's such, um, like, when you talked about, like, the different emotional arcs that all these characters have, there's a moment when Kate is in, like, I think the pantry, and she's about to call her ex, and I that moment of her being like, you'll do this sober. This is fine. This is totally normal. We're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, God, that thought process of, this, this I would do this sober. you tell yourself, I would do this sober, that is a lie. You were lying to yourself. You would not do yeah. it. You're just justifying it. If you have that exactly. conscious thought, it's like when you go into the bathroom and you look in your mirror and that's a safe point. So is that having that moment of thought of, I would do this sober. You would not. Yeah. Um, you would not. All three arcs have a really good twist. So shall we talk about Kate's? Yes, let's do Kate's first. Uh, let's do Kate, our, our main character, our heroine. Um, is that her arc is that she does successfully pull a tooth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, yeah, it's so yeah. yucky. We're, oh, actually, just in talking about like their friends too, I made the, like, I was joking earlier, like, I don't want to see anyone I went to high school with. But I think it's really important to note that everyone that Evie invites from high school is someone Kate is actually excited to see. Like, it's not yes. that they're trying to invite people just to show them up. And then the mean girl, Ashley, does show up, but not because she's invited. She's totally party crashing. I, yeah. as a character, she's very cruel. She does have an excellent use of crazy straws that I absolutely respect. Um, <laughs> but it's just of the friendship. It's like, oh, I invited your crush from high school. But when they'd been talking about him earlier, like they, they, they know each other well enough to know what's the right amount of push, you know? Yes, because she's like, I just want something small and tasteful. And then Evie's like, no, we're going to do a whole thing. And do a whole birthday blowout. Yeah. And then they kind of like, again, like there's, when you know someone for so long, you know the boundaries and maybe they probably shouldn't have gone that far, but this is kind of something that she like needed, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is quite interesting to see how, especially Kate's emotions changed at the film of like being sad and then excited for a party and then sad again. And then she meets Dan who I love is Dan. Well, Dan is a really Dan's great love great. interest. 
I think he is adorable. Their banter is so accurate. They bond like, over a love of White Russians, the cocktail, which of course my first thought was, oh, like in The Big Lebowski. And then you find out that Dan used to be a film bro in university who was really into The Big Lebowski. And I just think, of course you were. But he's also, him and Mamer both correct, White Russians are delicious. I don't think I've ever had a White Russian. It's milk and vodka and Kahlua. And that tastes good, I promise. Okay. <laughs> um, and so they're super adorable. And she's like, no, I'm going to pace myself. And then she sees him leave with Ashley Driscoll and she's like how dare but I felt so bad for Dan because the only reason why is because she was going to leave drunk and he's like no I'll drive you and so he's doing the right thing and (laughs) oh no and then we have a great montage of just partying and (gasps) in this drinking and punch punching the cake and apparently the cake was really hard and like hurt her hand but that is a note that is an i just that is a note i have she is pounding that cake and it does not break it's so it's it's them doing shots and crazy dancing and then it literally is just me my heart punching a cake and the cake doesn't move i was like what is this cake made of so thank you for confirming my observations Yes. And so they go and like want to sabotage Ashley Driscoll's like place. And um, then she has this realization of like, you know what? I want to be the weird aunt. That's okay. This I is want to be the weird aunt with my boring plans. Like a crazy party's fun every once in a while, but I want to do my Taco Tuesdays. I want to do my nerdy medieval times. Same girl. Same. Same. Oh my God. I'm obsessed yes. with medieval times. I can see it, not see it, but I can sense it from my apartment. I don't want to be there at all times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and 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 also, I think importantly is that she conquers her fear of tooth pulling. I guess should we explain? I keep talking about it. Should we explain it? Yeah. So the reason why she pulled the teeth is because Ashley Driscoll gets back to the place, her house, and she falls and eats shit, which is great because a P.S. in Kate's like letter to herself was P.S. Ashley Driscoll can eat shit. And then so she does. So she bails so hard. She has something wrong with her tooth. And she's like, we need to extract it right away. And one of my favorite lines in the entire film is when Dan's like, I think I have some tool is toolkits in the back. And then she like whips her head. And Kate's like, you're a toolkit in the truck, Dan. And he's like, what? She's like, oh, no, actually, yeah, that would be super helpful. Re- thanks. He also doesn't realize that they're even mad at him at this point. Because he has no idea no. that they're mad. Because he's just been driving Ashley home. And then they're out there TPing Ashley's home. <laughs> Oh, and this is also the part when you realize, like, Grace's character, Evie, was like, I hate my husband. And you're like, yeah, you do. You do hate your husband. And I love Evie's arc, too, because Evie uh, invites someone she used to have a crush on in high school, and they do have a bit of a flirtation going. And my thought was, they used to date or something. And my thought is, I was like, Evie, I want you to realize that you're unhappy in your marriage on your own, not because you like someone else. Mm. and then that's exactly what happens also the guy ends up being a huge creeper who's been obsessed with her and a buddy that's a restraining order but ultimately it's her realizing oh i don't need i don't need a new man i just need to be myself i just need to be on my own which is so important and that and that's chester who is also in camp dakota i think is it camp dakota i don't know if i'm saying it right i don't think it's dakota it's camp dakota 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 and they at Grace and Chester, who's the actor they used to date for the longest time. So that's their oh. usually love interests and things. Um, but I just love when he just starts monologuing. And she's like, oh, oh, no. Like, to I need TV. to leave immediately. <laughs> Feed her kids, my friend. Um, and yeah, she's like, realized she's like, no, I hate, I hate my husband. And this is not great. And um, also the entire time you cut to Charlie, who's going like, angry Charlie, Full competitive frat bro. Which, when I saw this film, I was like, that's me. I would be, like, <laughs> the overly you. competitive person. But, like, I'm I'm honestly not as competitive anymore because I'm just chasing the serotonin. I'm just having fun for whatever I'm doing. And, like, I if I fail, if, if like, we were oh, to well. awaken that impulse in you again, it would be like oh, this, though. Of, like, it would be I think, scary. And I think it would be if a frat bro was like i can be stronger than you because i'm a man and then i know it would yeah. activate the yeah. impulse of jenny who was like oh i can put away the most chairs in the gymnasium oh yeah 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 that's when little jenny will come over and be like no and it's so fun to watch and you realize the entire time she's doing it so she can get like 
the uniform account at the school. And so she's doing it. He's the new athletic director. Exactly. And I love the ending scene when they're all just like in jail together. And (laughs) like, what an iconic bonding moment. (laughs) One I'm glad we've never had. Same, same girl. Both me and you will not be able to survive a night in jail. We would just cry and then we would pass out because we're so sad. I couldn't do a night in the tank. No, I'd be so anxious. I've talked about this a lot before. (laughs) (laughs) Could Um, never do that. I know. And actually, this is also the twist, though, because I, I, when I was watching it, I called it and I was like, oh, he's the athletic director. She wants the, the jersey, like the school shirt contract. They're competing to see who can win and if she wins she'll get the contract but it's actually if she loses and makes him look cool because he's this guy chasing his king of the party high school days and so yeah. it's good to see charlie weaponize toxic masculinity <laughs> basically oh hell yeah and it's also like her going beyond like she is known as being this really competitive person and she went beyond that for something greater mm-hmm. which was getting like that um that contract and that contract. her fiance was like, no, please don't have competitive Charlie's like, it will be fine. And then in the ultimate, look, she could have just told her and she's like, no, I'm doing it. For I know. I was like, oh, okay. Charlie, you can still tell your girlfriend. It's okay. But for the sake yeah. of the drama yeah. of the film, I will allow it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, this film is just great. And it's like, again, like I watch it when I'm commuting. I just watch it whenever. It's a feel good film of like seeing strong female friendships and how we are still discovering ourselves and like our whole ideals of who we were before and how you can just be who you are and be true to yourself. Of again, like they all kind of went through a similar arc of Evie, like pretending she was okay and then realizing, no, I'm not okay. I can act for myself and do what I want. And then Kate realizing her old self wanted these things. No, what I am now is what I want. So I'm going to do that. And then Charlie being like, I'm competitive, but I'm not more than that. I know when to draw the line. I am going to do this and I'm going to get this. And it's, yes, it's so good. And like the Dan, the love interest is really sweet because like they have just met. He's, he's one of the patients at her dental clinic, but yes. their, their first night is just them hanging out, getting to know each other. It feels like that very real feeling of meeting someone you like at a party. And so I just, yeah. we talk a lot when I, at the end of in our wrap up about, okay, so you now that you've heard of this movie, are you going to tell anyone else about it? And this is one where having now seen it twice, it's going to stick in the old brain orb more. <laughs> and I am going to tell people, like, it would all obviously be a perfect double feature companion with Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, but I also just think that I know a lot of people who would really enjoy it. It's a really cute time, whether you know the yeah. cast or not. Exactly. Exactly. And they also tied in together so well, like, the very, not the very, very last scene, but the scene before the credits is... um Kate is reading the, the, um, there's a voice over Kate reading the letter, the same letter of like, you're going to have a great job, great guy. And it's just the camera panning of showing her life and how like that is how still that has come through and been validated. Yeah and, yeah. and like when there's like, or a bun in the oven and it's like Evie <laughs> sleeping over cause she's a, she's bumming on the couch. <laughs> that is my favorite. I was up. like, that's good. You need friends who will take care of you like your family and it made me really happy and so she's got the guy she's got a job she likes even if it's not her own practice and she's got her family oh it's so fun and heartwarming and they really did such a good job of i know i'm like a skipping record or whatever but like the balance of this movie is so good you have pretty much four or five storylines going on at the same time. And I never feel overwhelmed and I never feel like I don't know what's happening. And like, we don't even talk about Raven gets together with like the orthodontist and, um, <laughs> okay. Again, like great cutaways is just, you see the orthodontist. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of the characters names. Um, uh, being like, Oh yeah, I think I met a guy and her face is just smeared in black <laughs> lipstick. And in your brain, you're like, raven but i mean she's having a good time so who am i to blame her right she's like i'm gonna cage that bird i'm gonna cage that bird so hard you're like you go off i think her name's jules or something yeah that's it that tracks that tracks yeah that tracks yeah so if you haven't seen it like also watch it till the end of the credits because i love when movies do that 
Yes, me too. And there's more stuff. It's always a good, good time. So I'm glad you said you'd be able to like, share it with other people and like tell people to watch it because it has such a special place in my heart. And from it almost feels like when I watch it, it's been years in the making of... I used to, like, I watched them when they're on YouTube, and then I saw their other shows, and I listened to their stuff, and I got to see it being made, and the vlogs coming up, and then my sister's a huge fan of them as well, and so I have that connection there, and I think, don't let the barrier of thinking, oh, it's made by people who are, in quotes, YouTubers, but it doesn't feel... It is a movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a, this sounds so mean to other indie efforts, but it's a real movie. It looks like a real movie. I'm so sorry. Yes. I just burped at the same time as saying that. I know I burp all the time, Jenny, but oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So please, if you haven't, just give it a try. Have a good fun time. Like have a drink, watch a film, watch some girls, like have a party and it's fun. It's fun. I wanted to give one more shout out to the costume designer because like we said, graphic t-shirts play a big feature in Charlie's storyline. And so she makes custom shirts, which is their own joke um, that I won't even spoil here. But you see all three of the leads wearing these matching t-shirts and they've all customized them in their own way. Kate, the like sensible, kind of boring one who's happy with that, like doesn't customize her shirt at all. She just tucks it into her skirt and Evie, the dramatic one, cuts it into a crop top and like Charlie customizes hers. And it's really fun to see the way that there's a really clear understanding of each of these girls' personalities just in how they customize a t-shirt. Exactly. And also just how they all are individuals but they decide they make the active choice to be friends with each other. And that is endearing AF. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Dear 30 year old Kate, when this reaches you on your birthday, you'll have the greatest guy in the world. He'll be handsome and sweet and funny. How's the sangria? Nice. Yeah. Just your type of so strong. You'll be a super successful orthodontist with your own practice. You go, girl. I got it, Disney Gold. Oh, we did God. it. I know, it's awesome, awesome, right? Yeah. Of course, there's gonna be a little one to take care of, or at least a bun in the oven. 30 year old self, I have no doubt that you'll have the yeah. most <laughs> incredible life. I'll see you there. Yay! So that's the show. I'm so yeah. pleased. I hope you enjoyed these smooth tones. Uh, it's all good. We're having a good time. Do you have an activity I'm, for me? I do have an activity. So um, we were supposed to quote last week and it didn't happen. And then so I have an activity and I was like, I'm going to rework it. I did not. So here it is. <laughs> um, the activity, as Emma was saying, we were going to do like two or three year old self. That's not that long ago. Um, or long two. So do you remember in school when people were like voted most something and there's a name for yes. it like superlatives? superlatives yes so i did a quick google search and i have a couple of celebrities Ooh, and i, love I <laughs> why did i say that <laughs> i don't know um i i wrote these at work and so i don't think they're good but what it is is that I have found some celebrities that were voted certain things in high school, and I have a sentence about them, and I want you to try to guess who it is. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I, this is great. I'm this is start so with... fun. I could not have anticipated okay. this. <laughs> I'm going to start with one I think you'll know right away. Okay. Oh, no. Not that one. That has... Because I... Okay, never mind. That one has to go last because of the way I wrote it. Okay. The first one. <laughs> The queen of Emma's heart, the Sandy to her Danny, and the overall kindness of this woman is the reason why she was voted most likely to brighten your day. The queen of Emma's heart, the Sandy to my heart? Yeah. The queen of Emma's heart, the Sandy to my Danny? Yes. Taylor Swift? No. Okay. (laughs) The hint is Sandy. Laura Osnes. No. Olivia Newton-John? No. I'm struggling. Okay. That is okay. I'll give you another hint. I know these are, like, I told you I was going to rework these and I didn't. Um, The, 
This is a celebrity that you've seen almost every single movie that she's been in. in. Every time I mention a movie that she's in, you're like, yes, I've seen this. Kristen Stewart? No. That's actually a lie because you also know that I I haven't seen one Kristen Stewart movie in particular. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fake case two fan. Um, um, We've um, seen one of her movies during the podcast before. I'm so sorry. I'm bombing this so hard. Okay, here's another hint. That's okay. This is another hint. I'm su- her, even though she was most likely to brighten your day, another thing she probably could have won was most would be Miss Congeniality. <gasps> Sandy B. Yeah. yeah my yeah, beloved yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandra Bullock. Oh, she is the queen yeah. of my heart. I do love her so much. <gasps> She's supposed to be in three movies this year, and I'm so excited about what? it. She's been in anything since oh. 2018. Sandy B, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you, Sandra. Return to me. Okay, you got it. Good job. Okay, next one. This 80s heartthrob stole hearts and robbed casinos all while looking fine as he was also voted as best dressed. Brad Pitt? Yeah! Boom, boom, boom. Okay, I'm back, baby. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, you're back. Okay. I don't know how much you know about this person. I didn't either. Okay. This down-to-earth gal always brings a laugh to everywhere she travels. That is why she was voted class clown. Lisa Kudrow? No. Um, Can I have another hint, please? Yes, another hint is this celebrity is most likely the one that I would see the most because she lives pretty close to where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Goldie Hawn? No. The (laughs) hint is in the world... Is where wherever she travels is the hint. Wherever she travels. Also, I can give you a hint that you will not know. <laughs> I don't think you'll know. Oh, those are my favorite kind of hints. This is RM from BTS's celebrity crush. Oh, oh, you have told me this. <gasps> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um uh, oh I'll give no. you I'll give you a hint that you'll instantly get if you want. Yes, I need it. Okay, she is married to a famous Canadian who is not always alive by bodies of water. Blake Lively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love was- the Deadpool hint. <laughs> Thank you. I that was on the fly. I was like, "What's the opposite of dead? Alive pool bodies you of water." You said famous Canadian, and I was like, "Oh my god, yes, okay, yes." I have two more. Okay, this fella may look hard on the outside, but he is a real diehard for school spirit, and was voted most school spirit. Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most school spirit. Oh man. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, but yeah. Just went hard at sporting yeah. events, I guess. Okay. And the very last one is, this is why I had to say it last, because I started the sentence was, before we go. <laughs> so that's why I had to go up. <laughs> before we go, there is one more man that we all do know. Why did I rhyme? Okay. <laughs> this over-the-top actor thrives when he's in an ensemble. That is why he was voted most theatrical. Thrives when he's in an ensemble. We all know him. James Corden? I have recently... No, I have recently <laughs> sent you something on Instagram that's about this. And I was like, I want to have this level of certainty when people ask me who I am. Granted, um, I send you a lot of things on Instagram, so it's fine if you don't remember <laughs> I was like, I don't remember. I, I I remember that Jimin struggles with chairs, which is something you else you sent me on Instagram recently. Um, <laughs> that is the last uh, thing I sent you on Instagram. <laughs> she's got, she's she's struggling. Okay, uh, can I have another hint, s'il vous plaît? Okay, the hint, can I tell you what in the thing is the hint? Yes. There's two things. An ensemble is a hint, and also before we go is a hint. Oh, it's Chris Evans. The doy. It is Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh. I thought I was so clever saying before we go. 
because that's you were you were extremely clever that is his directorial debut (gasps) (sighs) anywho that was that those are some (laughs) celebrity superlatives honestly i this this sounds like a lie but you said ensemble and my brain was like wait knives out (laughs) and then oh my god and then actually actually you were referencing avengers so yeah he really does stand out an ensemble of all kinds yeah Um, (laughs) Well, I was like looking up, I was like, what other movies is he in? And all of them were like Avengers, Avengers, Avengers. Like, Avengers, no, another Avengers. one. <laughs> man's, been playing a, a man's been playing Captain America for over 10 years of his life. Damn. He wasn't even in his 30s when he started playing Cap. And now he's in his 40s. For talking about talking the passage about 30s, of time. man. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope the audio turned out well. Thank you again to DJ last week for all of the work that he did. We really appreciate it. Um, I know Jenny especially appreciates it, but I do too. And one day, sir, I will meet you and reward you again. with a cool Starbucks treat of your choice. Yes. Multiple times, probably. Yes. Um, anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter or Tumblr at HiHo Podcast. That's H-Y-H-O Podcast. You can also really help us out by uh, subscribing or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast catcher of your choice. Or you can just tell your friends. I think that would be really neat. And yeah. I would really like that. It would make me very happy. Thank you. Um, yes. And uh, it this will be coming out in the first week of July so we'll just posted a new fun party time playlist for you to listen to so party time summer party yes and remember to like what you like your opinion is valid as long as it's the same as mine